It's so wonderful the way they tame the tigers. I've never seen in my life tigers like that. The Tiger Temple, a Buddhist monastery just three hours outside of Bangkok, has become a popular tourist attraction where visitors can interact with tigers. Animal encounter operations like this are controversial. Advocates say they educate people about wild animals, but critics argue that wild animals belong in the wild, with people keeping a respectful distance. You're listening to the Nature Stories podcast. I'm Samantha Brown. This podcast is curated by Atlantic Public Media in collaboration with the Nature Conservancy and the Public Radio Exchange. Each week, we feature pieces about the intersection of people and place. Up now, Ferocity You Can Touch, produced by Meredith Delandria with the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. at the Forest Monastery is an experience you'll never forget. You get to kneel and chant in an open-air meditation pavilion on top of a hill. Pra Ajahn Puzit leads the chanting. He's in his 60s, a small man with large aviator-style glasses. He's the abbot of this monastery. Next to the abbot sit several young monks in ochre-colored robes. At this end of the pavilion, kneel 20 Thai young people who work at the temple, wearing bright yellow t-shirts. And in between the two groups, taking up most of the floor space, two 500-pound tigers are lying on the polished floorboards, leashed to a pillar. The abbot looks up and smiles at the tigers. It's time to eat. Abbot Pusit keeps 15 tigers and four tiger cubs, There are also about 300 pigs, a dozen water buffalo, deer, goats, peacocks and chickens, one leopard, two lion cubs, an eagle and an Asian black bear. But it's the tigers that join the abbot for breakfast every day and give this place its common name, the Tiger Temple. The The abbot tells his story of how the first tigers came to the monastery. He claims it's all true, but it really is the stuff of fable. Once upon a time, a monk received a gift of land from his Buddhist master to build a monastery. As he planted trees and built shelters and a road, the new abbot would share his food with any animal he encountered, believing them all to be reincarnations. One day, villagers appeared on his new road with two orphaned tiger cubs. The villagers had heard the abbot would take care of all wild animals. Soon, another orphan tiger cub appeared, its mother killed by poachers in the nearby mountains of Burma. The abbot and his monks played with the cubs. They petted them and taught them to walk on a leash. They slept beside them. Some of the cubs grew up to be healthy adult tigers. They started having cubs of their own, and through it all, the tigers showed their appreciation by not eating the monks, or anything else that wasn't cooked especially for them. It's so wonderful the way they tame the tigers. I've never seen in my life tigers like that. That's Jacinthe Bouchard. She's an energetic French-Canadian woman with long, curly blonde hair. 
She's a wild animal trainer from Montreal. The Abbott has hired her to work with the yellow-shirted animal keepers to make them more professional. After breakfast, she heads over to the tiger cages for a training session with a cub. They're so docile. A week into a month-long stay, Jacinthe can't believe how tame these tigers already are. She's trying to figure out how the monks use Buddhism to raise such Zen tigers. They don't use a harsh treatment. They don't punish them. They're just, I don't know, I'll tell you when I finish my three weeks, maybe I'll have an, you know, an answer for, for what they do that I don't know. They have a recipe that I've never seen to tame tigers. They're outstanding. I'm supposed to be the teacher here. Believe me, they're the teacher. I'm the student. They're so gentle, she says, that you can pet them, and people do. Jacinthe has trained wildcats in zoos across North America. She says in any zoo she's ever been to, no one touches an adult tiger, not even a handler. At the Tiger Temple, it's a different story. Every day at 1 p.m., the tiger keepers leash up half the tigers and take them for a walk. They follow a wide dirt road down to a narrow canyon bordered by cliffs. The keepers chain the felines to concrete blocks, four to one side, four to the other. The tigers lie down beside their water bowls and go to sleep. It looks like a movie set for a western, only instead of horses, there are tigers. Tourists have made their way here from Sweden, Canada, France, Australia, everywhere to get a chance to sit down and pet a tiger. We are from India and now we are living in Dubai for the last eight years. This man read about the Tiger Temple in National Geographic magazine. Uh, we expected uh, the tigers to be present in the wild, but now it's here. This dusty canyon is nothing like the tiger's natural habitat in the forested mountain range a few kilometers from here, but the tourists don't seem to mind. Every day, up to 500 people pay 300 Thai baht, that's about 10 Canadian dollars, for a few minutes with the tigers. What did, what did you just do? We went in one by one, uh, there was one person uh, holding your hand to make sure that we don't panic, and then uh, we had a good experience uh, sitting next to the tiger and having the picture taken. Tigers, though, look uh, sleeping. <laughs> They're not like active tigers. Uh, I wasn't frightened. The yellow-shirted handlers lead the tourists from one tiger's backside to another and another, taking pictures at each stop. The tigers stay relatively still. Look, look. He's up. Oh, wow. What's better to see them lying down or to see them moving? I like them both. I like them. It's great to see them get up like that and move around because when they're like this, you think, are they doped or, or what? But when they get up and you're giving, oh, no, they, they can actually <laughs> attack you if they have to. <laughs> The couple go and join a second line of tourists. They want to touch the tigers again. Only this time, they've opted to pay $50 more to have the tiger's head placed in their lap. Mom, mom. Jacinthe Bouchard doesn't like to go down to the canyon with the tourists. While the tigers are busy there, she pays a visit to Mam Mam, the Asian black bear. Jacinthe takes a bag of cucumbers from her pocket and a clicker. This is her training tool. Every time the bear does something she wants it to do, she clicks and passes the bear some food through the metal bars of the cage. She's been teaching the handlers to do this with the tigers, with mixed results. Now she knows that she has to, you know, sit and transfer her weight to the back. This is what I'm looking for right now. I transfer your weight to the back. No hands. Perfect. I'm having so much fun, and I think she does too. 
These training sessions with Mamam are fun, with a purpose. Jacinth is training the bear to why. In Thailand, the why is how you greet someone and show respect. It's a short bow, hands in front of your chin like you're praying. Jacinth wants Mamam -Mam to why for the months, and she wants to accomplish that before she returns to Canada. She's doing the... so I'm taking it, you know. Jacinth figures if she can show the abbot that you can train a bear, she can convince him it's worth training the tigers to do nice. tricks too. Oh. I think, I think we're finished here. She's sure tourists would pay to see the tigers being more like, well, tigers. Pouncing, splashing, hunting for food. These are domesticated animals and need to learn from the yellow shirts and Jacinthe what they would have learned in the wild. Jacinthe thinks the tourists might even like it better than petting the tigers in the canyon. My major goal would be that this place here become a non-contact place. I don't think tigers or any wild animals are made for so flooding, deep human contact every day, 200 person petting them. I'd rather see them being trained to do natural behaviors. There's another enclosure 500 meters from Mam Mam's cage. Jacinthe leads me towards it. Rainbow, a female tiger in a 3 by 5 meter cage, is there. She's one of seven tigers that are too aggressive to go down to the canyon for a photo op. These tigers are always in a cage, a training challenge for Jacinthe. Jacinthe dreams of seeing all the tigers in an open enclosure where tourists can ooh and ah without touching. But the tigers are proving hard to train. They aren't motivated by food. And she still has to convince the abbot a non-contact zoo is the way to go. But it's nearly impossible for her to arrange to speak to him. And so far, all his plans for the Tiger Temple, even the addition of something called Tiger Island, include the Tiger Petting Zoo. I'm even more curious now and put in a request for an interview with the abbot. The abbot has agreed to a rare interview. I've been given a quick brief on temple etiquette. Don't look the abbot in the eye and keep my head lower than his. Make sure not to point my feet at the statue of the Buddha. Don't be critical or the abbot will send me packing. With all that in mind, I make a deep Y and take a seat behind him and a bit to the side. Like I'm the tourist and he's the tiger. Okay. okay. What do the tigers mean to you? Friend. My mom, my daddy, all everything in the in the tiger, like a friend, brother, sister, enemy also. What is your dream for the tiger temple? We're planning to make a new home for the tiger, 15 up to 20 acres, and put the tiger free in there. And when they have a baby, we will train them how to feed themselves. When, when the tourists come and visit, they are able to touch the tiger and take the picture. Why is it important to let them touch the tiger? Many, many tigers in the zoo, many, many tigers in the international park, but in here it's different. This is the tiger temple, it's not the zoo. We are the rescue wild animal center. We have to be good and help the wild animal. We not kill them and we feeding them. We try to be good for them. 
because the wild animal and us, we are the same blood. The blood is red. The tiger is the red, but the same color. We have to be good. Understand? The abbot turns away. The interview is over. It's late afternoon. Jacinth and I pile into a jeep with one of the Thai men who works here and Jane, a young Russian woman who manages the Tiger Temple website. We drive past the turnoff to the canyon. A deep ditch a few meters wide appears and winds gradually left for half a kilometer. This is the start of the new home for the tigers. It's called Tiger Island because the ditch will eventually be filled with water, keeping the tigers on the inside and the tourists on the outside. When they move in here, each tiger will have a patch of land to roam around in, at least for part of the day when they're not being fondled by tourists. I asked Jane when Tiger Island will be completed. 2003. Spring 2003. <laughs> <laughs> from then on, your guess is as good as mine. When they started building, Jane says there was no money for labor or equipment. Then, one day, producers from the TV channel Animal Planet came up the road and turned the fable of the abbot and his Buddhist tigers into a television program. Now the tourists come, bringing lots of money for the temple. But labor is still a problem. No one else wants to do it. No one wants to join. So right now, to build this gigantic, titanic project, there's 12 women <laughs> with their kids. <laughs> and one little digger and one little digger. Once the handful of workers complete Tiger Island, they will somehow have to transform the acres of dirt around it into a forest. Only then will it resemble the conservation area the abbot dreams of for his tiger cubs. For now, the more aggressive cats are in their cages. The others, a once-in-a-lifetime photo op in the canyon. And the lineups today are long. Everyone wants a turn with the tigers before they walk back to their cages at 4 o'clock. Guna Subramanian has traveled to Tiger Temple from Bangkok four times, but never to have his picture taken. He's the Southeast Asia director of Care for the Wild International, a wildlife lobby group. Guna is no fan of the Tiger Temple. He says the temple is a tourist business, not a rescue center. And the tourists, he says, are so mesmerized by the tigers, they don't notice the difference. A tiger is such a beautiful animal, and having no barrier between yourself and a tiger, I think it's that sense of the fear and excitement there, and yet feeling, wow, I'm so close to a tiger. Guna and his organization have a list of complaints about the Tiger Temple. He says the tigers are inbred and their living conditions are terrible. He says the felines are abused and stressed, not zen at all, just overheated in the canyon and afraid of their handlers. The Tiger Temple has a lot of supporters who are, well, I feel are sadly misinformed and actually believe that this, uh, organized, this business or rather, um, actually is doing something to help tigers, but it's not. Care for the Wild wants the photography sessions stopped now because, Guna says, they're unsafe for the tigers and the tourists. Last January, Guna came to the temple for breakfast to share his organization's concerns with the abbot. He says the abbot shouted at him and threw him out before he could finish, and nothing at the temple has changed since. The tourists keep filing through the canyon, 
kneeling behind the Tigers and touching them. He lifted up his head for a photo and he just swiped. <laughs> it's an Australian woman who's just been scratched by fire, the big male tiger. I find her sitting behind the rope fence, breathing fast. Just as I touched him, he stood up and had a swipe at me. <laughs> we stood up very fast. <laughs> it was fine. It was fine. We just walked away. But their staff were very good. They were very quick in getting me away, although I think I beat them just the same. How do you feel a little bit cautious, but I was going to do the, um, the head in the lap and um, a little bit cautious. I don't think I really want to do that. That's all right. I'll go, and, I'll go around again and, and gain my confidence back. <laughs> and off she goes to pet them again. Huh, there's a fine red line on her calf left by the tiger. I look back at fire and notice his paw. It's the width of my head. I wonder why the tigers don't swipe more often. I decide to go ask Jacinthe. I walk past the tigers in their cages to the rudimentary living quarters where Jacinthe is staying. Jacinthe is walking towards me on another path, fast. She's upset and starts speaking quickly in French. Jacinthe says she's in mourning. She's just seen some handlers beat a young male tiger with sticks. The tiger didn't want to walk past a cage under construction. She says the four young men hit the tiger until the animal finally went on its way. and a little part of my brain dream that um, maybe Buddhism and maybe all those spiritual things had something to do with this nice behaved tigers. It's just a learning process. Avoid, receive, classical conditioning, beat him until he's so afraid of you that he does it. Um, it's not a good day. It's not a good day. So the answer of that is no tigers in contact. Please, tigers in big enclosure where they can be tigers and they're not forced to do nothing. Just let them be back tigers. Are you going to talk to the abbot? I've heard that everything they're doing is the abbot that teach them. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. Because the worst thing that can happen is this, if I push too much right now, with my emotional <laughs> feelings right now, they're going to throw me out. You know, it's not a way of doing it. I have to back up and just and stay there and do a little bit by a little bit. If I want things to change, I have to go with the flow. It's weeks later. Jacinthe is in her office in Montreal. She says ever since she got back from the Tiger Temple, she's been wondering if she made any difference there. She did get Mamam the bear to bow for the monks, and they found it funny. But she's still not sure her dream of making the Tiger Temple a non-contact zoo will ever be realized. Then Jacinthe opens an email from the Tiger Temple and gets a bit of good news. While half the tigers still go to the canyon with the tourists every day, Two of the aggressive tigers have been moved out of their cages. They now live in a small open-air enclosure where they can stretch their legs and play in a pool. 
The email says the abbot wants her back at Tiger Temple next summer to continue her work. Jacinthe types out a reply. Yes, she'll go back. Meredith Delandria with the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation produced that piece. If you'd like to hear more pieces like it, drop by the Public Radio Exchange at prx.org. Support for this podcast comes from the Nature Conservancy, online at nature.org stories, committed to protecting nature and preserving life. I'm Samantha Brown with Atlantic Public Media in Woods Hole, Massachusetts. Join us next week for a brand new Nature Stories podcast.